Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. Oh, I can't find my paperwork here. Where did I? I had some notes I'd written down, and I can't. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Hello, everyone. I wanted to talk today about uh, something that was comical. I'll say so. I had the I had the uh, uh, Debbie Downer yesterday. Now I'm gonna have the uh, a, a little more on the lighter side because there's not much we can do about this. But I'm gonna explain something to you, and it's. And it's called the Biden bounce. Okay, now this was a this was a uh, increase in his approval rating. The president of the United States right now, the worst president in American history. Okay, he did get a bit of a bounce after his SCOTUS or his uh, State of the Union address. Okay, now that quickly and almost immediately disappeared. And believe me, you didn't have to be an expert to figure that one out. I was sitting there watching something uh, the night of the uh, uh, State of the Union itself. And I told my wife, I said, he's going to get a bounce out of this, but it's going to disappear pretty quick. And believe me, that doesn't make me a genius. It doesn't. I've just seen this happen before. And with the economy being the way it is, I, I knew this would happen. I, I just knew it would. There's no way that you're going to do that. And here's what they do. When polar, polars uh, do their polling, after a State of the Union address, it all depends on how they ask the question of what kind of response you get. And if it's done correctly, and you can pretty much come up with any kind of a, a result you want. It's kind of like statistics. Depending on, you know, whether they, what, what did Mark Twain say? There's lies, uh, damn lies, and then there's statistics. And that, that's actually, you know, 100% accurate. So, now the... Uh, the mainstream media, and especially the, uh, the, the, the liberal side, the, the Voxes of the world, the Salons, um, New York Times, all oh, they just, they, they, they made this, this uh, State of the Union address out to be a spectacular, I believe is one of the words they used. They used it several times. Spectacular State of the Union address. Oh, he was just, he was, he was so uh, presidential. He was so... Uh, uh, the the adults are in charge once again. It, yeah, he's the kind of president we want. It, it, all nonsense, okay? All nonsense. Because at the end of the day, I watched some of it. I didn't watch it in live time. Can't stand to do that. Literally cannot stand to do that. I'm I'm afraid I'm going to have a heart attack watching stuff like that when Biden talks. So I have to watch it excerpts of it later after after the fact because I just can't stand it. So it was a mishmouth. Failure is what it was. And I've talked about this before. It was word salad. You know, it was littered with, with hesitation and, and gaffes and everything. That's fine. You know, he, terrible, terrible speech. But the Juan Williams of the world. Now, Juan Williams, if you're not aware, was a black, uh, he's a black journalist who was on Fox. He was their basic, um, I guess, token Democrat on several shows. And they've since fired him or replaced him with someone else because he was... He was just horrible. But, but Juan Williams called Biden the comeback kid. That's what he said. He said, now, he got a nine, eh, he got like a, a four-point bump in this, and he lost that in, in less than a week. He lost it. Okay? Now, 
you've got a Ukraine problem right now. You've got, uh, the, he's, he's calling it the Putin price hikes, okay? The Putin price increase. Yeah. Which, which he fails to remember, he fails to think that you're smart enough to remember that long before this was taking place, prices were rising back a year ago, right? They were. I think when Trump went out of office, what was gas selling for less than $2 a gallon, maybe a little over, and in less than two months, it jumped 50 cents. And, and I, I predicted that. I said, you know, you look for $3 a gallon gas by the end of uh, August, you know, after he was elected. And pretty much it was, it was on spot on, you know, but uh, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We've got, when we, when we talk about Ukraine, and, and again, he's trying to be right now, he, uh, Biden is trying to be a wartime president, okay? Because when you've got pictures of children, uh, bloody, you know, you've got women covered in ash, crying because their soldier husband has been killed in battle and that. I mean, you know, you've got patriotism. Some people are very patriotic about it. I don't really know why, because we're really not involved in this. I mean, this is like, this is like, uh, you know, the uh, war going on in Sudan, which has been ongoing for years and years and years. And I go down a list of things that have been going on around the world where people die on a regular basis and no one cared then. But we've been told that this is, in order to be patriotic, you have to support the Ukraines. Okay. So what's everybody do? All the lefties, all the weirdos of the world, they post a Ukrainian flag on their, on their uh, Facebook page. Uh, they fly a Ukrainian flag, you know, all that, which, which is funny because if you think about it, if you think, if you think long and hard about this, now I've got my Ukrainian flag. I'm Biff or Chad or, or whatever out in the, up in the suburbs. And so I'm waving my Ukrainian flag, trying to show support for the Ukrainian people and all that is evil going on against them. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, look at where that flag was made. Just, just take a look. It was probably made in China, would be my guess. So in essence, China's making it, and they're helping fund Russians, Russia's war against Ukraine. So in other words, Russia just got a part of that money that you spent on a Ukrainian flag that you like waving. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. And the funny thing is, if you're, you're posting this stuff on Facebook, most Russians can't even get on Facebook anymore. They can't. They can't even see it. Okay. Yeah, but we, we like, Americans, we, we like to act like we care, right? Now, here's where the rubber hits the road, okay? Now, as Americans, we don't have a problem with a little bit of inflation, okay? Now, I'm talking about the middle class, okay? When, when, when a little bit of inflation comes up, the poor, it affects them the most, right? The poor... If you're making, you know, twenty thousand dollars a year, living basically below the poverty level, a little bit of inflation means a lot to you. Okay, it 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 affects you deeply. I've been in that position. I lived poorly when I was a child. I'm telling you, when prices go up, it changes your life. Okay, here's the deal, though. No one cares. No one cares. No one, upper class, middle class, they don't give a rat's ass about that, and the government certainly doesn't. They couldn't care less. But what really, really starts to change things, that's why I don't think this, I know this bump is not going to last, and it has it, and it's even going to drop further. I think his approval rating will probably go down, oh, probably into the mid-30s. And we'll talk about here, that here in a second. But here's the problem. You've got Americans out there, middle class, 
and I, and I mean upper middle class. I'm talking about people who make probably $250,000 a year. All right. Now, they don't know anything about business. So let's just say, let's just have for instance, okay. You've got a professor, all right, and a wife, okay. They have three children. They live in a um, four-bedroom home somewhere in the, in the suburbs of a, a major city. All right, everything's great. He's making big money. She may be a nurse or uh, um, you know something in high tech. They know nothing about the economy. They don't have any idea how it works. The professor, he may, he may be a professor of English, let's just say. And this this is a lot. These are this is a lot of the people out there. They have no idea about day to day living. They have no idea about how the poor operate. They have no idea how an economy works. They, they've, they've never been in business. They have no clue. But there's millions of these people out there. All right? The middle class, upper middle class. Okay. When inflation starts hitting them and it starts inconveniencing them, you're screwed. Okay? As a president, you are really screwed. Because the poor, no one cares about. And the rich, and I'm talking about people making you know, millions and millions of dollars worth you know, hundreds of millions, it doesn't really affect them. A little bit of inflation, even a lot of inflation, because their assets become worth more, so they, they break even. The problem is the poor don't, like I said, no one cares about the poor. The middle class, suddenly, suddenly it's a big deal to them. Okay, we're talking about inflation in the 10% range. That's going to affect their lifestyle. Now, think back when Trump was in office. What was the most inflation hit? I think, in his four years. I think it was, I think 3.7 was the highest. I mean, I think it actually was a negative in, in a couple of months. So the middle class, they don't, they don't mind a slight rise in prices. But at the end of the day, when it starts affecting them directly, then we've got a problem. The middle class, they don't care that, about the poor. They don't care about anything really the, these middle class i'm talking about and i'm not i'm not talking about the middle class who are hard working who own businesses who know how the economy works i'm talking about these nimbies okay? i'm talking about the kind of guy and you've seen him you 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 know the family you know the woman you know the karen she has no she is pushing green uh green energy like nobody's business thinks it's a wonderful thing but here's the thing she doesn't want a nuclear reactor in her backyard she doesn't want a windmill in her backyard. She doesn't want any kind of disruption to her home or her life, but it's okay for somebody else, okay? We, we'll, we'd be more than happy to drive an electric car, right? We don't care about where the battery was made and how they strip mine down in South America to get that, those, those uh, uh, rare earth metals out of the ground. We don't care about that. But we think you should go out and buy a new car, fifty six dollars to $70,000 for an electric car so we can save the, the earth, right? That's who I'm talking about. Those kind of Karens, those kind of people, and we all know them, right? And when I, NIMBYism is what I'm talking about. They, they, they have no problem donating 50 bucks to the cause. You know, that's cool. They'll sign a petition. Uh, hell, they may work a bake sale for orphans. Who knows? They'll post on Facebook, you know, their Ukrainian flag. They may march for the whales. They'll do a 5K run for the snail darter, an endangered species or whatever. They'll do that. And they've become decadent. They really have. 
like I said, they've got their four-bedroom house. they got a picket fence. they got three Volvos. They go to vacation in Hamptons. they got a huge boat. Little Jimmy probably plays baseball on a traveling team, and they travel every weekend to go see those things. That money doesn't mean anything until it starts hitting them directly. The gas at the pump. Suddenly, the cereal they, they uh, buy is twice what it was, what they were paying. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, they're paying more taxes. They were told by this president that no one making under $400,000 a year would pay more in taxes. Suddenly, they're finding out they are paying more. Months ago, it was just affecting the poor and the working class. You know, people leaving paycheck to paycheck. But I'll tell you this much. When the middle class, and the ones I'm talking about, the ones that don't know anything about the economy, don't know anything about how business works, don't know anything about the energy sector, now they're starting to get a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? So you're looking at, and, and that's going to affect Biden's polling. It just is. There's, there's no doubt about it. I don't know that he can survive this. Uh, I, I look at, uh, oh, his, his, uh, his differential gap is going to be from 13 to 14 points. In other words, uh, the difference between his approval and his disapproval rating. And again, I know to most people this doesn't really matter at all. Uh, it's kind of, you know, it, 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 no one really cares about uh, polling. It, it really kind of does mean something, okay? Because when dim-leading Americans start getting pressured, and I mean pressured, where they see it physically in front of them, you're talking about stagflation. When you start hearing words like stagflation, recession, uh, the housing market has taken a, a dive. You're talking about unemployment. You're talking about shortages. And when you start hearing the words price controls, you're going to know that the economy is hitting the bricks. And there may actually be a worldwide recession. I don't know if that's going to happen. But with this guy in office and the amount of time we've got left, with him in office, I don't know that I don't know that's not going to happen. Okay, and I know I'm, I'm supposed to be a Debbie down, uh, not be a Debbie Downer today, and I apologize for that. But I just want to make sure you're aware that how this works, and that you can watch for it because it's coming. It's coming. Okay, uh, it's possible that Joe Biden may have to be forced to resign because if his approval rating goes into the low 30s, you're not going to recover from that, and the Dems are not going to put up with that. And I don't know. It may be after the um, the 2022 midterms, I think it would probably be where he's going to take the biggest hit. Because right now, he's got no foreign policy. It doesn't exist. We don't, we don't talk about it. We've got not a, nary a clue. And I'm going to get into that here in just a minute. Some of the deals he's trying to make with the devil to try and save his presidency. And it's not going to work. Um, the southern border is a complete and total disaster. Kamala Harris, who was in, put in charge of that, has never even been there. Okay. She's never even been there. I think she was on the tarmac at uh, El Paso. That was it. I mean, crime's gone rampant. I think, and the problem is, if he is forced out of office, you're going to get Kamala Harris. Yikes, okay? She looks down on everyone, and she is clueless. So it really is. It's kind of weird. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, okay? The problem is it's going to affect you and me dramatically. But I don't know what else to do about it, okay? I mean, the only thing he's done good so far, the only thing Joe Biden has done good so far is, well, I, I will say this, if he signs the bill that we stay uh, 
uh, with daylight savings times. I will say that that is one thing that the federal government uh, got right. But it's taken them, what, 80 years to do that? <laughs> but I will say this. No-fly zone, not a good idea in Ukraine. You want World War III to start, that's the way to get it done. And Joe said, no, we're not interested in that. Uh, I find it funny that a majority of people out there, and they're, they're, doing, they're doing surveys on this, a majority of people out there, this is to show you how crazy it is, they believe that it would be a good idea and we could sustain a nuclear war with Russia. Now, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, is, does that come from watching or playing too many video games? Is that what that is? Because in video games are, are a lot of fun and everything, and you, you're destroying things and all that, but you're not eating radiated food trying to figure out where your next meal's going to come from. Now, and that's what that could come to, not to mention the shortages, even if you do survive it. So I don't know. These, these, these you know, left-leaning idiots of the world are really kind of scary. They're, they're very entertaining to watch. I'll give them that. But some of the things that these people do, how they get by in life is beyond me. And I'm sure you know plenty of them. How do these people function in life? I don't get it. Because if you make decisions like this and you think it's a good idea, what do you do in your own life? I'm sure you ask yourself that. I do all the time. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to get into the uh, news right quick, but I, I wanted to uh, send a shout out to a friend of mine, and uh, he had some very nice things to say about me, and uh, I will, we'll call him Sean, okay? And I wanted Sean to know that I appreciate him listening, and I appreciate the positive uh, feedback. I really do. Thank you very much, and be careful out there, okay? All right, I'll be right back with the news. If you think he's crazy, then what do we consider the rest of the world? You're listening to the Average Joe podcast with Damon Gilbert. All right, we're back with the uh, news. I got about ten items here that you may have may may or may not have heard about, but uh, we're going to go over them in, in nonetheless. Uh, the first one is the New York Times now admits that the Biden laptop that they falsely called back in 2020 Russian disinformation. You remember that? Well, now they're saying, you know what? That was actually authentic. Because the New York Post, they published a story uh, just weeks before the 202 election. Remember that? Yeah, I, re I remember that. Okay, and the New York Times was saying that there were dozens of former intel officers that were saying that this was Russian disinformation. Well, come find out that was, it's not true. Okay, come to find out there is a laptop, and it does show a lot of stuff that has to do with corruption. Imagine that. And the White House... A uh, little uh, peppermint patty. She's dodging questions about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, which I think is hilarious, by the way. Uh, also, let's see. Number two, get this one. You're not going to believe this one. This is a bill, and it was H.R. 6858, and it was brought to the, to the floor by the Republican uh, minority. And what it's called is the American Energy Independence from Russia Act. Okay. It was a bill put, put together that basically says we want to be energy independent and we do not want to buy Russia's fuel anymore. You would think that would be a no-brainer, wouldn't you? Nope, House Democrats blocked it. They do not want this coming before. And they do not want this coming out. They do not want anything to be positive. They want war and they want it to continue on. And they want us to be dependent 
on them and they want us to pay high prices. This alone tells you everything you need to know about Democrats in the federal government. Right here, H.R. 6858, remember that one. The American Energy Independence from Russia Act. You couldn't be more straightforward than that. And the Democrats blocked it. Okay? Number three, uh, here's another one to just give you an idea where the, where the, the Democrats stand on this, especially by the Biden administration. The Biden administration wants to remove, or they're thinking about removing, Iran's Revolutionary Guard from the terrorist list. Okay? Now, the Revolutionary Guard, if you have any kind of memory whatsoever, just bombed our consulate in northern Iraq. So, mind you, this, is, this was just the other day. Okay, now, just the other day this happens, and Biden's going to decide he's, he's thinking about removing them from the terrorist list. Now, the reason he's doing this is he wants to make an oil deal with Iran. That's his, that's his main thing right now, because our economy is starting to lag. More than lag, it's, it's in the shitter as, as far as that goes. But the only way that he can do this without buying Russian oil is to make deals with these, these terrorists. And that's what our American president is doing. And I think that's, in my opinion, that's, that's treasonous. It really is. Uh, let's see. Speaking of treasonous, uh, we're going to replace Jeffrey Zintz, I guess. That was the Biden administration's COVID-19 response czar. His name is Jeff, and his last name is Z-I-E-N-T-S. He's going to be replaced by Ashish J-H-A. I, I don't know how you say, say the word J-H-A, but nonetheless, he's going to be our new guy. So if you think COVID-19 has gone anywhere and is, is gone for good, you're crazy because this guy is a pot. He is a steadfast believer in lockdowns. This guy is. Remember that name. You won't be able to remember the last name because I don't know how you say it. But his first name is Ashish. And he's a, he, I believe he's Indian. I believe he's Indian. Uh, let's see. Number five. And this is absolutely hilarious. I'm getting a big kick out of this one. This, this whole story. Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. The brother of farmer disgraced. Andrew Cuomo, the uh, governor of New York, he's seeking $125 million in arbitration in an arbitration claim against CNN. All right. Now, he has gone after his old buddy, uh, Lemon, Don Lemon. Uh, he's saying that Don Lemon has done some evil things. He's done worse than Chris Cuomo did. Apparently, old Don was helping out Jesse Smollett. Uh, letting him know that the Chicago Police Department weren't buying the story he was telling. And he used CNN resources to do it, apparently. So I believe old Chris has got a point here, okay, at least in that spot. And he's also saying that the political analyst Jeffrey Tobin, who was uh, caught, if you, if you don't remember the story, uh, he got caught jerking off on a Zoom call with his colleagues during COVID. And he's done some nefarious stuff as well. And he's still employed there. He was given four months off, and he came back, or seven months off, and he came back, and everything, we all act like nothing was happening. Nothing happened. So, that's a little weird. I think Chris has got a point here. Just saying. $125 million? I don't know about that. But since CNN's under new ownership, or is in the process of being under new ownership, I think somebody's going to make a deal. And that would be my guess. So, old Chris is going to come out of this smelling like a rose. 
and he'll probably end up with a job on MSNBC or one of the competitors. That would be my guess. Well, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Speaking of douchebags, Attorney General, the former Attorney General, uh, Mr. Bill Barr, says that suppression, uh, mind you, this, this goes in the category of a uh, no kidding, okay? Yeah, you've got a real eye for the obvious there, Bill. You can see why you were attorney general. You're so smart. He's saying that the Hunter laptop definitely impacted the 2020 election. Imagine that. My first question would be, while you were the attorney general, why didn't you do something about it? Hmm? Why didn't you do that? Well, I don't know. Could it be that we were writing a book? Maybe we got paid off. And we wrote a book, and then you got paid on the backside. That would be my guess, all right? Now, all of a sudden, we're acting like it's, a, it's some kind of huge news item that that may have affected the, uh, the suppression of it, may have affected that, that election. I don't know how people put up with this, and I don't know how you show your face when you're this stupid. I really don't. Or this corrupt, probably, is what I should say. Let's see, item number seven. A BBC report is out that says there was a Turkish official who was in on a phone call. He says that Putin is asking for a six-point ceasefire agreement, all right? He wants Ukraine to disarm, denazification of that country. He wants face-to-face negotiations with Zelensky. He wants Ukraine to become neutral, similar to Switzerland and Austria. He does not want them. He wants an assurance that they will not join NATO. He wants the eastern territories, the Donbass region, recognized. Okay, He wants Crimea recognized. And he also wants legal protection for the Russian language within Ukraine. I don't know about you, but those uh, demands seem reasonable. Now, having said that, Biden on Thursday, this is St. Patrick's Day, I believe it was a luncheon, St. Patrick's Day luncheon that they were having. Biden stood up and said that Putin is a murderous dictator and a pure thug. Now, this is coming from a man who has been in, in political life his entire career. He saw the Iraq invasion. He saw the Afghani invasion. He saw us attack Syria. He saw us destroy Iran or uh, Libya. And he has the audacity to call Putin the murderous dictator, which he may very well be. I'm not saying Putin's good, and I've been saying that all along. I'm not his fan, but I can see his point. And I would say that these this six point quest is more than more than. I mean, I, it, it makes sense to me. Okay. Maybe you couldn't get everything you wanted, but this is what he wants. And this he wants to talk to Zelensky, who's another corrupt leader. And maybe they can hash it out, and this will all go away. You and I both know that's not what they want. Uh, they do not want that. That's, so they're going to still be pushing for war. And I, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see the United States in this at some point. All right. Speaking of Ukraine, we have an independent journalist... And I've looked this guy up. He's as legit as they come. His name's Patrick Lancaster. And he's in Ukraine. And he's doing stories on the war. And he says that the Ukrainian army was actually bombing civilians in Donbass. 
and blaming the Russians. And he said that's not the only place it's happening. So, again, in the fog of war and with the propaganda at the, at, at the level it is, you will see false flags like this. So when people say that the Russians are doing something evil, don't always assume that that is absolutely the truth. It's not. Ukraine is not the white hat guy in this fight. I'm not saying Russia is. And I'm certainly not saying the United States is. But at the end of the day, no one is correct in this. And the only people suffering are the people who always suffer in war. And that's the civilians and the innocent. So be careful when you hear these kind of things. Because that could be total BS what you're listening to. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here's a couple that you're going to love. Portland, Oregon. All right. We all love Portland, Oregon, right? We all know about what it's, what it's all about. Well, this one's going to kill you. It really is. We've got Portland, Oregon's Dornbecker Children's Hospital. Now, they are the self-declared top children's hospital in Oregon. Okay, here's what they're asking their children to do. They're, they're instructing. They have, a, they have a youth hospital there, and it's, they have a gender clinic there. And it's instructing kids on how to tuck their penis and testicles are both out of the way in order to make the genitals area look smoother and flatter. I know. I couldn't believe this either. It's completely off the chart. Completely off the chart. And you know what else? They're actually, they're actually saying that you should buy clothing. The children should buy the clothing to tuck their penis out. And I'm not talking about girls. They're, they're specifically talking about men. Masculinity. They want to do away with it. And they're actually telling them where to go buy this kind of clothing. They're actually instructing them to purchase tucking clothing. That's what they're calling it. Tucking clothing. And, it, and, they, and they're directing them to a store that specializes in swimwear and lingerie for folks of all genders. Which turns out it's a Portland sex toy and pornography shop. And they're also showing them also where to buy it on Etsy. Have, have you ever heard of that? It's E-T-S-Y. And it's to buy underwear made for tucking. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe I, re- I was reading this. I, I swear to God. And, and here's what the uh, end of the story says. It says, this type of sexual indoctrination of American kids is becoming increasingly promoted by the establishment as the nation loses touch with its morality. And I couldn't agree more. Never heard of anything like this. Never in my life. In my 60, nearly 63 years on this planet, never heard of anything like this. It's embarrassing. It really is. Portland, Oregon. I, I swear they should become their own country, possibly on a different planet as far as I'm concerned. That whole West Coast needs to be just eliminated from the United States. It really should be. Speaking of that, here's an update. Now, I don't know you've never heard of Will Thomas, right? Will Thomas actually crushed the field to win the NCAA women's 500-yard freestyle. Now, this is the guy from Penn State. His name is, his, his name or her name now is Leah Thomas. Destroyed the field. Of course, she did. She's a dude. That just makes sense. And this idiot 
has the balls, oh, pardon that pun, has the guts to stand up there in front of the camera on ESPN and say that he's just, she is just overwhelmed and she's just so happy. She's a dude. I can't believe we're getting away with it. We're allowing this in the United States. I really can't. I can't. That is where we've fallen as a society. It's unbelievable. This, this is, this is going to go on, too. It's going to go on, and we've got to make a stand at some point. And I think the stand to make, in my opinion, is in women's sports. Because women will never have, there will never be another woman, an actual genetically genetic woman win any sporting contest again there won't there'll be some some weirdo coming out there who who uh couldn't compete with the males and decides the best way for me to excel in my sport is to go into the women's side because i'll kick their ass of course you will how you could walk out in public like this is beyond me these people are warped they really are they have to be no one no way you could take pride in this not a chance. Imagine that. Not a chance a normal male could take any kind of uh, satisfaction in beating women. It's ridiculous. So anyway, that's all I got to say today. And we have to thank for that on March 18th, 2022. We have to thank for that the worst president in American history. And that's Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to The Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong.